This is the RBR TVBR In Focus podcast. Here's your host, radio and television business report editor-in-chief, Adam R. Jacobson. Well, hello. Welcome to the podcast presented by .fm, streaming, social, podcast, or broadcast. Get a .fm domain name by heading over to get.fm today. And today our guest is Bob Perry. He is the well-known international programming consultant who has been active with radio stations targeting Hispanic audiences for more than 25 years. And Bob is the moderator of the October 8th Hispanic Radio Conference Live roundtable discussion focused on Hispanic radio's proper pitch in a pandemic world. Welcome to the podcast, Bob. Thank you, Adam. Good to be here. It's an intriguing time for Hispanic radio, and the right programming certainly matters when it comes to attracting an audience Yet at the height of the pandemic, some Spanish-language radio stations, while dominating in the ratings, saw their ad dollars plummet. Do you have any thoughts on how the programming and sales teams perhaps can work together to best strategize ways to monetize the main reasons why listeners tune in? Well, I mean, a lot of it is the same thing we've always done, which is basically to focus on our audience uh, and give them what they want. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, in the COVID era, I'll give an example. Um, there's general market stations I work for, and uh, many of them saw a decline in listening between 6 and 8 in the morning. Morning shows were getting killed. Um, listening levels were dropping radically, especially in youth-oriented formats. But on the Spanish side, the ratings were as strong as ever. And, you know, one of the things that we learned by doing a lot of research is that, you know, most of the people listening to Spanish radio, a lot of them work in the service industries. So they never got to stay home. You know, a lot of people are working from home and doing Zoom and team calls. And our listeners, a lot of them, their lives never change. They still get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and they still listen to the radio all day long. And, and, you know, they have service industry jobs. And, and basically what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, all the things that programming and sales departments did together uh, to reach the audience, all of those, thing, uh, all of those things still work very much um, uh, with the Hispanic, Spanish-speaking audience. You know, the, the street promotions, uh, remotes, uh, all of those things are still very successful on the Spanish side. You know, you talk to English, you know, radio stations, and they're having a heck of a time getting people to show up to things, okay, Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. But on the Spanish side, we're still doing great. People are still showing up at promotions. They still come to remotes. Um, They're they're still out there, you know, living their lives uh, much the same way. You know, obviously, there's a lot of precautions now. but I would just encourage programming departments to do the same thing they've always done with the sales departments. You know, find uh, promotions and, and opportunities to get people to show up to things. What you're sharing with us is a great preview, if you will, of what will be discussed at the Hispanic Radio Conference live session on October the 8th. It- certainly promises to be entertaining and even if you're listening to this podcast after that live session well guess what if you're a registered participant you can listen to it on demand now what's up for discussion with key programming leaders from 
Univision Radio, SBS, in addition to Research Pro Harold Austin and Grupo Asir's Manuel Fernandez Teles, uh, will certainly be of interest, and I'm wondering what you can share. Well, here's the bottom line. We decided to put this panel together and address the question that, that we hear in a lot of places, not just in this country, but in other countries also. What is the correct thing that you should be doing on your music radio station during COVID-19? What is the correct content? Should we be talking about covid uh, how do we talk about COVID? You know, how, you know, what should we be talking about on the radio and posting on social media during this time so that our ratings continue to go up? You know, in other words, you know, there's a debate. You know, some people say don't talk about COVID at all. You know, people want to use the radio like comfort food for it strictly for entertainment. They want an escape from all the bad news. And then you go to the other end of the spectrum where – uh, some people think you should be talking about, you know, COVID and pandemics. And, and so you, do you do that in a serious way? Do you um, find other ways to talk about it? Because we are entertainers at the, at the end of the day. So, so basically, the first thing that we're going to tackle is what is the correct way for your personalities to deal with COVID on the air and on social media? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, there are some things that we're seeing in a research in a lot of different markets. Um, the, the music taste, the music preferences for people are actually changing somewhat during this time. Okay? Intriguing. Yeah, there are certain formats that are not performing as well, and there are certain formats that are actually performing a lot better during this time, and there's reasons for that. We're going to talk about all of that. That is certainly exciting to hear, and... What I find interesting is the presence of Manuel on this panel. He's overseeing such brands in Mexico as Amor, Mix, and Match. Now, if you've ever been to Mexico City or if you've read any of my columns at the Radio and Television Business Report, you'll already know that these three brands are big audience magnets in Mexico City and other key markets across Mexico. Mix is best described as a wide-ranging 80s-90s-focused adult hit station, 100% English-language titles, 100% Spanish-language presentation. Match, which used to be Radio Disney, is the first international top 40 station serving Mexico's biggest cities in a generation, again with 100% Spanish-language presentation. I think that Hispanic radio in the U.S. could learn, perhaps, from what Grupo Asir is doing south of the border at a time where, after decades of consultants and experts saying, hey, Mexico is different than the U.S., you can't look down there to decide what you're going to do here, maybe, just maybe, times have changed. What do you have to say about that, Bob? Oh, they've definitely changed. I mean... I, I can tell you this because I've been working in Mexico for 19 years. And uh, one of the reasons we invited Manuel to the panel, uh, Grupo Asir uh, is, is one of the largest broadcasters in Mexico. Uh, that company is very sophisticated in its approach. They do just as much, if not more, research than any American broadcaster I've ever worked with. And, you know, we, we, we do all the research. And, you know, one of the reasons for that, Mexico City is a city of 24 million people, and there are over 65 different radio stations competing. And when you have 
a market that huge and you've got that many signals competing, it forces you to find new ways to attract audience. There are new ways to do existing formats. There are new formats that are really turning on the Hispanic audience in Mexico, and some of these formats are not here in the United States yet. So Mexico is a great laboratory um, to use to get ideas on what your Spanish station should be doing in this country. Um, they're, they're, you know, one of the, obviously one of the big Spanish formats in the United States is regional Mexican. And a lot of that music starts in Mexico. Okay. And a lot of the songs that test well, uh, a lot of the things we do on those stations, you can almost set your clocks. And 90 days later, that's the music that's going to be working in the United States. A lot of it is, is test-driven in other countries and then comes here. So, you know, back in the day, um, it was true what you said, the sophistication level, the research level, um, those things maybe were not as good in other countries as they are here. Um, but when back in the day when it was called Arbitron, when they set up shop in Mexico back in 2001, okay, uh, the broadcasters in Mexico suddenly got very motivated to do all the things we do to make ratings go up, and it continues to this day. And in Mexico, we have three different rating services. It's not just one, okay? And so – and all the methodologies are a little bit different. And so anyway, the, the short story is because of the competitive level, especially in a market like Mexico City, and then there are other large markets like Guadalajara and Monterey. Uh, which are five, six million people with a lot of signals competing. Okay, we've learned a lot of things there that could be used in this country. You know, you go into a lot of American markets and you'll hear five or six stations all playing the same regional Mexican music. Or you go to the East Coast and every station's playing the same handful of reggaeton and bachata titles. Okay, there's going to come a point in this country where Spanish stations are going to need to know how to be different from the competition, how to be more strategic, okay? And when you're in other countries where the competitive level is so high, you're forced to find ways to be different. You're forced to find ways to do existing formats. You're forced to, to find ways to make yourself different in a way that's compelling to the audience. So I couldn't agree with you more, and I just think that we are definitely at a point where looking to Mexico and even Guatemala and Costa Rica, where you have very competitive marketplaces, could provide a new spark in a market where, yes, especially on the East Coast, you might have four stations across the board playing the same reggaeton-influenced uh, top 40 stations. And uh, I do want to single out one radio station that we've been listening to over the last week or so at the Radio and Television Business Report for making a very noticeable and very high-profile programming adjustment, and that is Fidelity 95.7 in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is part of Uno Radio Group. And uh, I know that iHeart has a partnership with Grupo Asir. They also have a partnership with Uno Radio down in Puerto Rico. But what Fidelity has done 
it, it's recommitted itself to its soft adult contemporary roots, if you will. Um, they have recaptured a lot of that soft ballad-driven programming that you saw perhaps 20 years ago, 15 years ago, that some consultants would have said as recently as 2019, oh, that won't work, that's burnt out. Again, we live in a different environment, and perhaps all reggaeton all the time is not the answer, and targeting women at home and at work with a classic-based 2000s to now presentation could work in your market. And again, it really depends on your market. And this is where I think Bob is going to have a wonderful, wonderful session at Hispanic Radio Conference Live. So before we conclude, I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts on how programming is integral to the success of the sales team. You know, it, it's, it's basically um, what we've always done. I know that sounds simplistic, but just know your audience, know what their lifestyle is, you know, what are they into, where do they go, what do they do for fun. Um, you know, one of the things I can share with you is that we've learned in some markets, uh, because of all the negative news, because of, um, you, you, you know, just the vibe right now is not very positive. And, and our audience is really looking for fun. Uh, they're looking for ways um, to feel better. Uh, a lot of them are using radio like comfort food. They want something familiar and, and it doesn't, you know, even have to be, you know, activities you do out in the public because some of those things are very hard to do right now, but there are different features that you can put on the radio that, that kind of make people feel good and, and remember when times were better are, you know, features, you know, like the reflections that we do in a lot of different places, the upbeat motivational stuff. Uh, and there are people out there that will sponsor all of that stuff. You know, a lot of, a lot of people have cut back on their advertising and you may find yourself in a position right now where you're going to have to bring them a little more extra than just selling commercials. And with that, I want to say thank you, Bob. Mil gracias for joining us today on the Radio and Television Business Report In Focus podcast. It's been a pleasure. You bet. We'll talk soon. Bob Perry's programming experience includes KRGV in McAllen, Brownsville in 1983 and 84, KTFM as Hot 103 in San Antonio circa 1991, and the beloved KHQT Hot 97.7 in San Jose. In 1995, he began consulting his first Spanish-language stations, Kakukuka and KXTJ in Houston, for El Dorado Communications. And with that, we thank you for listening to this RBR and TVBR In Focus podcast, which was sponsored by .fm. Streaming, social, podcast, or broadcast, get a .fm domain name by heading over to get.fm today. And you can subscribe to this great podcast on Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts. And be sure to visit rbr.com each and every business day for the freshest news from Washington and Wall Street to your street. At the Radio and Television Business Report headquarters in Boca Raton, Florida, I'm Adam R. Jacobson. Have a great day.